Hi, welcome to Whatever once again. Good to see you. Glad to have you along. Dave Foreman here, bringing some excitement into your drab, wretched existence. I thought today I'd tell you some of the great and not-so-great things that happened when I was a band leader. I had my first band when I was in high school, and it was called, of course, the D. Foreman Orchestra. Four guys, not really an orchestra, just a trumpet, sax, piano, and drums. And pretty soon I realized that with four guys, nobody took it seriously. So I eventually got it up to six and eight. We bought our arrangements at the music store from Lenny. They were actually pretty reasonably priced. You could get all the uh, all the pop songs of the day for $3.25 per arrangement. The arrangements, although a little, a little dated, they were pretty good for dancing. We played a lot of high school dances and weddings and gigs like that. Uh, I was the leader because I owned all the music stands. <laughs> I made them myself. They were made out of corrugated cardboard, and they'd been painted. And uh, as I said, they had the the initials DF on them. I also bought books that were called Combo Orcs. They were all different colors and different styles, so we could play a, a variety of music uh, with them. I think they sold for about 8 or $10.00. I managed to accumulate a fair amount of cash because I was working at the uh, the canning factory in uh, Carrying Place, Ontario, <laughs> Stokely Van Camps, for 80 cents an hour. And I bought a bunch of those books. So it didn't much matter whether I could play well or not because nobody else had gone and got all that stuff that goes along with leading the band. So that was the beginning of my illustrious musical career. Later in life, I uh, moved to Montreal. I played for the princely sum of $10 a night in the Air Force dance band at the gym. And I'm sure they used a ton of Lysol or whatever the counterpart of Febreze was in those days because it uh, really didn't smell like a gym. Uh, well, you know what I'm talking about. Uh, I got 10 bucks every Saturday, so I was just raking the money and living large, as they used to call it. Anyway, this uh, first cut of music is uh, from my band in Nova Scotia. The singer was a uh, a fellow that worked at a car dealership in uh, Sydney. His name was George Rennie, a pretty first country, uh, pretty fair country singer, and uh, not a bad car salesman either, I gather. Uh, anyway, the song is a hit for the Turtles, and it was uh, it was big back in the '60s, called "Happy Together." Imagine me and you, I do, I think about you day and night It's only right to think about the girl you love and hold her tight So happy together If I should call you up, invest a dime And you say you belong to me and ease my mind Imagine how the world would be so very fine, so happy together. No matter how they toss the dice, it has to be 
the only one for me is you and you for me so happy together education segment uh, on every show. Well, every show that I remember to do it. I wanted to talk a bit about uh, the English language, again, my favorite subject, and uh, the words that have come into the language because of the technology revolution. The first one that I want to deal with is streaming. Now, streaming is uh, an interesting word because uh, it used to mean something quite a bit different. It, mean, it used to mean putting children in school in groups of the same age and ability to be taught together, or in a more uh, basic society, it meant uh, performing some bodily function. <laughs> However, what it means now is uh, it's a method of uh, transmitting or receiving data, especially video and audio, over a computer and uh, as a steady, continuous flow, allowing playback to start while the, most of the data is still being received. So that's uh, that's your up-to-date on streaming. Next time you're asked at a party uh, what, what streaming means, uh, you'll know. The word link, now that used to mean just part of a fence. Now it means a uh, position on the Internet where you can go to get some data or a file, or listen to some music, or whatever. It's also called a URL. Now, uh, basic is another word that's changed. Uh, it's changed a variety of ways, but the, the most common way in the computer language now is it's a programming language, and basic is an acronym for Beginner's All-Purpose Symbolic Instruction Code, B-A-S-I-C, basic. So... Uh, Boy, don't say you don't learn anything in this, this podcast, I'll tell you. Uh, we all are familiar with the term modem, because when they come to your house to install the internet for you, uh, they always put in a modem. Well, modem is a word that's derived from a combination of two other words, modulator and demodulator. I won't go into that any further, because I don't know any more about it than that. Uh, 
And of course, there's TiVo, which is uh, on everybody's remote control these days, or most people. Uh, I think they usually charge a little extra for it. What it stands for, T-I-V-O, Television Input Video Output. So there you go. Uh, there's a whole lot of terms that we didn't have before that they do now. So, um, you know, next time it comes up, think about me. I'm the one that helped you out with this. We'll proceed now with the, uh, I, there was a song in a radio station I once worked at. It said, say something or play something. I, I think it's time for me to play something. Here's a song for you by Elise called So Near, So Far. Tell that wonderful 
That was Elise and So Near So Far. You're listening to Whatever, the show that just keeps on going, despite everybody's wishes. I was talking to you before about the uh, words that have come into our language because of the new technology. And the technology itself bears a lot of mentioning because the Internet is just, you know, I got into the Internet very early on, back when my kids were young, and they all became computer gurus. But uh, I got into the Internet very early when it was called bulletin boards, and it was run by people in their basements, and they had uh, people would get on a, I think it was about a 300 baud modem, where you uh, you put the telephone handset into the acoustic coupler on the uh, device, and you could uh, broadcast uh, onto one of these bulletin boards and give your opinion on goodness knows what. And then the uh, the guy who was running the bulletin board, or which was also called a BBS, the uh, who would, would now be called a webmaster, I guess, uh, would go through them and anything that was too obscene or too uh, uh, illegal or whatever, he would delete from the bulletin boards. My oldest son actually uh, caught some uh, hackers who had hacked into a company's uh, accounting system on the uh, telephone line. So, uh, And, of course, he turned them in and it was a big brouhaha and they, they got a slap on the wrist at that time because nobody knew what that kind of crime was about back then. Anyway, the, um, the upshot of the whole thing was quite interesting because uh, it's become so huge now. It's, it's, it's worldwide. It's everything. I can remember going into a uh, consumer electronics show in Montreal and being totally amazed that you could stand at one end of this big hall, talk on the phone to a guy at the other end of it, and actually see his picture on the phone. Now you can do that if he's standing in China talking to you. So it's really, really changed. And of course, I've learned a lot of wonderful things from the Internet. I learned that... uh, that the CIA is monitoring all our emails. I also learned that uh, there are certain emails that if you send them on to all your friends, Bill Gates will send a dollar of his own money to everybody, uh, and it will all go to charity. And I, I also learned from the Internet that uh, a group of ninjas broke into the World Trade Center and exploded it from the inside, that uh, that business about the plane flying into the true two towers was absolute nonsense. Uh, these ninjas broke in ahead of time and they had a super explosive with them and they planted it all over the place the night before and blew it all up from the inside. And I also have a nice little tin hat now to keep aliens from sucking my brains out through a straw. And there you go. Amazing what you can learn just by listening to the internet. I think somebody was uh, actually right on when they said um, 95% of what you hear on the internet isn't exactly true. However, the other side of that coin is you have something like Wikipedia that is becoming more accurate almost daily. And I, do, I don't like to use the word more accurate because that's kind of a tautology. You know, it's accurate or it's not accurate. But um, closer to, um, to the truth, <laughs> let's call it that, 
because it's constantly being upgraded the way the one on your bookshelf never could have been. I learned something about the Lesser Antilles that I don't think I could have gotten anywhere else but the internet. The, the Lesser Antilles, now there are those of you that will want to remember this, there, there are a group of islands in the Caribbean, most of them are part of a long, partially volcanic island arc between the Greater Antilles, and they're called the Lesser Antilles, so there, and I'm sure they have some people hanging around there that wanted you to know that. Boy, this show is educational as well as entertaining. I can't believe the pearls of wisdom we, we toss out here. I would be sadly remiss if I didn't give a plug to my um, favorite author, D.T. Mann, who has uh, eight books on Amazon and Kobo. They're available under the title. You just go in there and type in D.T. Mann. Sometimes you have to type the titles in too, but... I don't know if I can name the eight of them. Let's see if I can. There's a trilogy called the uh, Legend Trilogy. It's uh, about, uh, it starts out about a photographer by the name of Erica, and um, Stephen Legend is the protagonist as well. They uh, meet each other in a variety of circumstances, and blah, blah, blah. So that's a, that's a trilogy. It's called The Legend and the Photographer. The Legend Continues. And Legend Complete, three books in that one. And then there's another series that uh, deals with a, an international protection and investigations company. And the first one in that series is Escape from Evil. It's followed up by a couple of others. There's the uh, the marking, and uh, it's which is sort of a paranormal uh, type book, and uh, Hidden Evil, which is. Uh, the third book in the series. Escape from Evil is a good one because it's a standalone book, but by the same token, if you read it, read it first of the three, you get a good idea of who the characters are and what they're going to do. Now, there's a couple of other individual ones that are standalone. Uh, one is called uh, Twice Rescued, and the other is called Her Mother's Daughter. I named all eight. Oh, my wife will be broke. I just let that slip, didn't I? Uh, DT Man will be very proud of me. <laughs> oh, I forgot to tell you, I've got a book on uh, Amazon too. Um, <laughs> Amazon also. Um, it's called Surviving Freedom, and it's an international thriller. And uh, it's about a girl who goes up to Muskoka to retire and write a book and finds out that she's actually writing a book about all kinds of things that she's not supposed to know about. Uh, so, uh, that's all I'm going to tell you about. Um, so go on Amazon <laughs> and buy my book. It's uh, it's really good and it's uh, it's really cheap, which is uh, very important these days. You can uh, you can also get it in paperback, which is a lot more expensive. Um, I don't even know how much it costs, but I think it's around five bucks. Um, anyway, so uh, go on Amazon, buy a book, and <laughs> keep Dave's groceries on the table. Um, the uh, the book is uh, is the, uh, the it's a little confusing because uh, there's another guy named Dave Foreman who um, is uh, kind of a, an activist. He's an eco uh, warrior. He calls himself, 
and he's been in jail a couple of times, and he got involved in spiking trees and all kinds of things that uh, that he shouldn't have been doing. But <laughs> I guess he does because he believes it. Anyway, he's uh, uh, he bears my name as well, and it's an interesting story actually. I I decided to phone the airport one time and find out if I was on a no-fly list because this guy's a bit of a uh, on the fringes of the law, you know, he, um, he's he been in trouble a lot uh, through his activism and his demonstrations and that sort of thing. And uh, if he wants to do that, all more power to him. But the problem is, I was afraid that I might be put on a no-fly list by mistake. And at that time, I was doing a lot of traveling, so I thought I'd better check. So I phoned up Air Canada and I said, I want to see if I'm on the no-fly list. And she said, I'm sorry, we're not allowed to give out that information. And I said, well, why, why not? Because she said, well, if you come to the airport and buy a ticket, uh, then you'll know because uh, we won't sell you a ticket if you're on the no-fly list. And I said, wait a minute. You know, that's kind of strange. Um, but that was it. She wouldn't budge from that position. And it reminded me, uh, I had an incident here just a couple of years ago that reminded me of the same thing. I got a letter from the Ontario government, and the letter said, would you please fill out the enclosed address form? And I phoned them and I said, well, why don't you use the address that you sent that letter to? Because if that letter reached me, uh, you would know my address was the same. So uh, unless it was returned address unknown, you would probably think, well, well he's probably right there. And, uh, we can we can do this. And you'll never guess what the reply was. Okay, here's the situation. I get a letter in the mail. It says, fill out the enclosed address form. All right. Now it was sent to my current address. So I said, well, you already have my current address, so you sent the form to me. And you know what she said? Are you sitting down? She said, that's a different department, sir. Okay, I, I'm not even going to begin to think about what that means. Um, but there you have it. It's uh, a strange old world these days. It's like the time I got a, a bill in the mail from the uh, toll highway, 407, I think it is in Ontario. And uh, I've never used that highway in my life. I've never been on it. So I phoned the guy and I said, uh, I, I said, you sent me a bill here. And he, I don't use that highway, never have. And he said, well, I have your picture driving your car down the highway. And I said, oh, interesting, what kind of a car is it? And he said, well, it looks like a white, it's white, and it's, it looks like a Toyota. And I said, well, I drive a red Hyundai, and uh, I don't own a white Toyota. What happened was, this is the hard part to believe, is the license plate I had did not match my registration. So somewhere there was a guy with a white Toyota, I guess, that uses the 407, who had the reverse of what I had. Okay? His license plate did not match his registration, vehicle registration either. So there we were, uh, not knowing each other, but uh, tied together by uh, 
some sort of government bureaucratic mistake. And uh, the upshot of it was I didn't have to pay the bill, but it was still very inconvenient because whenever you do get use that toll highway, they open up an account for you. And I, for several months, I got a bill, a, a zero zero bill, uh, saying that I didn't owe them anything. However, it still managed to fill my ma mailbox and chop down trees and stuff, a waste of stationery and etc. 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 Anyway, it's now all straightened out. I knew you'd be happy to know that. And on that note, I think I'm going to go now uh, because I've talked enough. And uh, we'll see you the next time. I uh, hear on whatever. I'm glad you tuned in today. Dave Foreman here. Very, very happy that the uh, the audience seems to be growing a little bit. And I uh, wanted to say to, uh, hi to a few people. As usual, I'll say hi to Tim uh, in uh, Manitoba. And uh, well, who else can I say hi to? I must have another listener someplace. Well, wait, I'll look. I'll tell you next week. Bye for now.